Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This activity entitled The Changing Landscape of BRAF V600E Mutated Metastatic Colorectal Cancer Treatment is provided by Agile and is supported by an independent educational grant from Merck KGAA, Darmstadt, Germany. Prior to beginning this activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements as well as the learning objectives. The BRAF V600 mutation occurs in approximately 10% of patients with metastatic colorectal cancer and identifies a subtype of colorectal cancer with a poor prognosis. First-line chemotherapy invariably fails and results in a median survival of four to six months after uh, first-line therapy. Beneficial second-line therapies have remained an unmet need for far too long. However, recent results from the Beacon clinical trial have begun to change the landscape for patients with BRAF V600E mutated colorectal cancer. This is CME on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Scott Kopetz, and I'm joined on today's panel discussion by Dr. Eric Van Kutzum and Joseph Tabanero. Together, we'll evaluate the initial and subsequently updated mature findings of the Beacon trial and discuss how those findings may benefit patients with BRAF V600E mutated metastatic colorectal cancer who have failed first-line therapy. Dr. Ben Kutzen, Dr. Tabanero, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Scott. Um, I'm Eric van Kutzen. I'm professor in uh, uh, GI oncology at the University of Leuven, Belgium, and I'm happy um, uh, to join this panel and to join all of you uh, for this uh, lively discussion. Thank you, Scott. Uh, thank you, Eric. Um, my name is uh, Giuseppe Tabernero. I'm a professor of medicine, uh, medical oncologist, and the director of the Baldebron Institute of Oncology in Barcelona, Spain. I'm very happy also to join uh, uh, this conversation. Great. Thank you both. So let's get started. Uh, Dr. Van Kutzen, first question to you. It's no secret that first and second line therapies for patients with BRAF V600E mutated metastatic colorectal cancer have in the past offered a very poor prognosis for the patients. Can you provide a picture of what these patients face in terms of the prognosis, the burden of disease and the quality of life on therapy? Yeah, it's indeed a difficult uh, subgroup of patients with uh, metastatic colorectal cancer to treat. They often have a very aggressive disease, often extensive metastasis and often a rapid uh, tumor progression. And therefore, um, we've been looking in different studies, uh, not specific studies for BRAF uh, v, uh, V600 uh, uh, mutant uh, patients, uh, but general studies which included um, some patients with a BRAF V600 imitation uh, at the best strategy. And looking at subgroup analysis um, uh, from the different uh, studies in metastatic colorectal cancer, we came up with some recommendations that made it up to the ESMO guidelines, to the NCCN guidelines, often being set for fit patients in first-line uh, treatment of metastatic uh, disease for this subgroup of P600E mutant patients with a triplet fulfoxiri uh, plus bevacizumab. In less fit patients, we may go for a doublet of fulfox uh, uh, plus bevacizumab. And indeed, in the TRIBE2 uh, study, it was not clear whether triplets are really needed for these patients compared to uh, doublets. Uh, they may go and uh, be treated in second line with fulfree uh, plus an angiogenesis um, inhibitor also. The Givar antibodies, um, 
added to a cytotoxic tablet or to a cytotoxic uh, triplet do not seem to add a lot of activity in patients with the BRAF-P600 mutation um, in this setting. Thank you, Erica. Well described, and it's, it's certainly a, a challenge to make sure that we can uh, identify progression um, early in these patients and, and change therapies uh, to try to stay ahead of the disease. Um, with that as background, uh, Dr. Tabanero, can you describe the therapeutic rationale supporting the use of targeted therapy for patients who have failed first or subsequent lines of therapy for BRAF-B600E mutated metastatic colorectal cancer? Thank you, Scott. First of all, uh, this is uh, really a poor prognosis uh, uh, population. And we all were uh, very excited uh, about the data that we have on BRAF V600E inhibitors in the field of melanoma. And for that particular reason, uh, this is why we started treating um, in clinical trials patients with uh, metastatic colorectal cancer uh, that uh, bear uh, the BRAF V600E mutation uh, with uh, BRAF inhibitors, uh, selective BRAF inhibitors as a single agent. Unfortunately, uh, we found that uh, these uh, single uh, agents uh, were ineffective in the metastatic colorectal cancer population, basically due to the feedback activation of several tyrosine kinase receptors, but specifically, or more especially, the epidermal growth factor receptor, what actually led to a continued uh, cell proliferation. We also uh, knew from initially from uh, preclinical data that this uh, EGFR activation feedback could be overcome by targeting uh, multiple pathway nodes. And specifically, uh, this investigator show that uh, the combination of a BRAF inhibitor plus an EGFR inhibitor like Thetuzumab could uh, overcome uh, this uh, feedback. And more importantly, um, also, they show that the addition of a MEC inhibitor could eventually improve uh, the outcome at the preclinical setting. And with all this uh, background, actually, uh, several phase 1b studies were launched uh, combining different EGFR inhibitors, uh, mainly Tetuzumab or Panitumumab, with different uh, BRAF inhibitors and eventually uh, MEC inhibitors. And for uh, the basis of this discussion, actually, the the clinical trial that at the end was the beacon uh, colorectal cancer study. And initially, uh, we uh, treat patients um, uh, in a safety lead part with the triplet regimen combining uh, the BRAF inhibitor, encorafenib, plus the MEC inhibitor, binimetinib, plus cetuximab. And we found in this um, safety lead study that both uh, the triple uh, combination, as I mentioned, but also the double combination of, of uh, encorafenib and cetuzumab had a very manageable safety profile. So with that background, uh, um, Eric, let's shift gears and, and maybe focus now on the, the data that emerged from the Beacon clinical trial. So we'll uh, maybe uh, start and have you describe some of that background. Yes, uh, thank you, Scott. Um, indeed, the Beacon study was an open-label uh, phase three trial in which we randomized 665 patients um, between the control arm, um, um, which was defined as uh, Fulfuri or Ironitik in combination with Cetuximab, versus a 
tablet enkorafenib setuximab versus a triplet enkorafenib dinimitinib setuximab. And patients uh, were pretreated with one or two lines of chemotherapy. We defined uh, as primary endpoint uh, uh, survival. Um, and initially, based on the biology, uh, we defined um, uh, that uh, looking at the triplet and corafenibinimitinib plus cetuximab versus control uh, as primary endpoint looking at survival, and then also looking at overall response rate according to a blind and central review in the first 331 patients. Um, and then also we wanted to look at, um, in the further analysis of the trial as secondary endpoints, at the benefit at the activity of the doublet and corafenipsetuximab versus control, and also uh, look at the activity of the triplet and corafenipbinimitinipsetuximab versus the doublet and corafenipsetuximab for the different efficacy endpoints and the different uh, safety endpoints uh, in this study. Dr. Tabanero, can you share what the uh, findings of the study uh, on the initial um, efficacy readout were? Absolutely. So the initial readout actually showed that the two experimental arms um, uh, at, um, uh, achieve um, the primary um, objective of the study, so an improvement in overall survival compared to uh, the control arm. If we uh, focus on the triplet regimen, the combination of encorafenib, minimetinib, and cetuximab, there was an improvement in the median overall survival uh, from 5.4 months in the control arm to 9 0.0 months in the triplet regimen with a hazard ratio for survival of 0.52. And also, um, uh, we look as a primary objective uh, at, the obje at the objective response rate uh, by blinded uh, central review. And the response rate in the, in the patients treated in the triplet regimen was 26% compared to 2% uh, in those patients treated in the control arm. Now, looking at the data in the doublet regimen, the combination of encorafenib and cetuximab, the median overall survival increased from 5.4 months in the control arm to 8.4 months in the uh, doublet uh, regimen arm with a hazard ratio for survival of 0.60. And also the confirmed response rate uh, was 20% uh, in this uh, doublet uh, regimen arm compared to the control arm with 2%. We also learned from the initial data that the adverse events of grade three or higher occur in 58% of the patients uh, treated with the triplet regimen, in 50% uh, in those treated in the doublet regimen, and in 61% in the control uh, group. For those of you just joining us, this is CME on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Scott Kopetz, and here today with Dr. Eric Van Kutzen and Dr. Joseph Tabanero. Uh, together, we're discussing the changing landscape of treatment of BRAF V600E mutant metastatic colorectal cancer. So, uh, Dr. Tabernero, the, the pre-specified analysis from Beacon, as you mentioned, demonstrated an apparent superior outcome for the triplet compared to the doublet, but this, uh, this uh, data faded a bit on the more mature uh, data analysis. So, would you take us through the relevant findings from the updated uh, analysis? Uh, and we can then address how these findings may impact decision-making. 
this uh, shows actually how important it is to have uh, a long follow-up um, uh, in the in the studies, in particular the phase three studies, but in all kinds of studies. So what we learn from the standard uh, follow-up is that um, the survival uh, of patients um, treated uh, with the experimental arms uh, with uh, this more prolonged uh, follow-up actually uh, become uh, became very similar. So the adapted analysis uh, show that the, the median overall survival uh, for uh, the double combination actually was 9.3 months compared to the 5.9 months in the control arm. And with this standard follow-up, the hazard ratio for uh, survival was 0.61. And actually, uh, you have uh, you may have picked up that the median overall survival uh, seemed to increase from the primary analysis that we mentioned was uh, 8.4 months to uh, this uh, more mature uh, median survival of 9.3 months. Now, if we look at the updated data also on the tripolar regimen, the median uh, overall survival was also 9.3 months compared again to the 5.9 months in the control arm with a hassle ratio for survival of 0.60. Um, and, and, and this also has to be put in, in perspective because in the initial primary analysis, the median survival for the tripolar regimen was 9.0 months. So uh, the conclusion that we could say here right now is that uh, we have a numerically identical uh, median overall survival and even uh, almost uh, identical hassle ratio for survival with the two experimental arms across all the different subgroups. Uh, thank you. And I, it's certainly encouraging uh, to have seen that uh, median overall survival increase in the uh, doublet uh, arm uh, for our patients. Uh, Dr. Van Kutsum, there was indications of survival benefit in the triplet for uh, for subsets of patients. Uh, I wonder if you could uh, comment on this uh, and kind of put this in perspective in addition with the, uh, the updated data on response rate. Yeah, indeed, um, it's important to understand for the future what's, um, whether, all, whether all patients, whether the best treatment for all patients is just a doublet or the, whether there are some patients uh, where it will be a triplet, uh, the triplet and corafinib dimimitinib cetuximab. Um, until now, after the beacon with the updated survival analysis, as was just mentioned by Josep, um, uh, the doublet uh, becomes the standard treatment, and that's what is approved by FDA and EMA. But in the future, we will have to learn a little bit more about subgroups. And indeed, uh, in the beacon study, we have seen that patients with a PS1, uh, patients with a uh, more than three organs um, involved with metastasis and patients with more inflammation, in other words, with a high CRP, that there was a trend for a bigger benefit uh, uh, for the triplet uh, uh, versus the doublet. Thanks. So, so uh, how did these updated data affect uh, the decision-making for the BRAF E600 mutated uh, colorectal cancer? Well, in Europe, we, we will follow the, the label, um, um, which is a doublet and corafinib um, plus cetuximab. And that's at the moment, that's well, probably going to be the standard option for these patients in second and third line. 
Yeah, and that would be the same for uh, for my practice as well, really uh, utilizing the, the doublet. As uh, we come to the close of our discussion today, uh, what are the key take-home messages that you want to make sure to relay to the audience from today's uh, discussion? Dr. Tabanero, why don't you go first? Yes, thank you. So we can conclude uh, that um, the beacon colorectal cancer study showed that uh, the combination of encorofinib plus tetuzumab with or without binimitimib uh, significantly improved overall survival and also uh, the independently evaluated uh, response rate uh, and this compared to the standard of care in this population of patients with BRAF um, V600 mutations. Um, mutation um, metastatic colorectal cancer. And based uh, on all this data, and especially in the standard follow-up uh, of survival uh, in most of the countries, and, and uh, the, the regulatory authorities uh, are um, just uh, accepting or prompting uh, the combination of encorafenib uh, plus tetuzumab in these patients uh, in the second-line setting or beyond with uh, BRAF, v 600 mutant metastatic colorectal cancer. Important to mention also that uh, there are other ongoing studies, like for example, the first line uh, setting ANCOR trial that uh, the initial data was uh, recently presented um, uh, in, in the same population. Also, there is discussion on um, another um, uh, important study, plan study at this time, and this may be a phase three study of encarafenib plus tetuzumab plus standard uh, of care chemotherapy in the first line setting. And uh, obviously uh, the follow-up of the recon study plus the additional data that uh, uh, will be uh, coming will also provide us information on how um, we should treat patients with uh, BRAF, B600E, uh, metastatic colorectal cancer. I don't have much to add to what Josep said. Uh, he said it very well, but um, Indeed, this beacon study is a pivotal study. It's a practice-changing study. That's why uh, the first results were published in the New England Journal of Medicine. However, there is much to learn. Um, I mentioned in a repeated translation research, but especially also then on the strategy. Um, First-line treatment options should be combined also for these patients because they sometimes have a, um, an aggressive behavior, chemo plus encorafenib and cetuximab. Thank you. And I think uh, as we turn our attention towards moving the therapy in earlier line uh, treatments, it also brings up the questions in the future of really trying to understand uh, more about the mechanisms of resistance and opportunities to intervene uh, after progression on acorafenib and cetuximab. And I think uh, the exciting thing uh, uh, in my mind is not only having a great therapeutic option uh, now for our patients, um, but also really kickstarting a much broader uh, drug development effort in the space of BRAF V600Es. Well, this brings us to the end of our discussion, and I really want to thank uh, uh, my guests, Dr. Eric Van Kutsum and Dr. Joseph Tabanero, for joining me today uh, for the panel discussion and for sharing their insights into the changing landscape of treatment for the BRAF V600E mutated metastatic colorectal cancer. Dr. Van Kutsum, Dr. Tabanero is Great speaking with you today. Thank you very much, Scott and Joseph. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Kopitz. Thank you. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. 
This activity is provided by Agile and is supported by an independent educational grant from Merck KGAA, Darmstadt, Germany. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash agile. Thank you for listening.